I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors, and we get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com. And let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Three, two, one. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Win with Heather Havenwood. I am so excited that you are here today. We are going to be talking to someone awesome that actually has overcome a lot of things in his life. And I think it's really imperative when you're dealing with an entrepreneur and a business owner, you overcome a lot in your life. And usually what happens is once you overcome those things, you start to give back and later in your life. And I just love this story. So please, please listen up. Again, my name is Heather Havenwood. Thank you for being here. You can find us on Roku, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, and everywhere, I guess you'd say Google play as well as iTunes. So check us out. Check us out at heatherhavenwood.com. All right, here is my guest. Arthur, are you with me? I am here, Heather. Ready to go. Ready to go. All right, so I'm going to introduce you who Arthur Carmizzi is. That name is... Carmazzi. 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 Okay, great. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you who he is. Arthur is ranked one of the top global 10 most influential thought leaders in leadership and an organizational culture by global gurus as a best-selling author and founder of the directive communication psychology. Now his newest adventure with partner Barry Gaw is a disruptive leadership high school that will change the face of how students learn and how you can too, basically at Kingsley leadership Academy. I just love the fact that you're going to be talking about your, you're going to be talking to students today about leadership, but let's start with the basics. I know okay. that we talked to you about, you and I talked about in the green room that you were known as a, these are your words, not mine, dumb kid in school. <laughs> and you had to attend special ed classes and diagnose ADHD and dyslexia. Tell us about how you overcame that to where you're at today. 
Wow. You know, that's a, well, that's a very long story, Heather. I don't know if we want to go through the whole thing, but right. I, I mean, you know, I mean, this, essentially the, the, the first thing was that, you know, when I, I was not, I wasn't diagnosed with these things until much after school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause people didn't know. They just kind of thought I was dumb. And the thing is, the problem with that is that when all the teachers and everybody around you tells you you're dumb because you just don't compare to the other kids, you kind of start to believe it. And that's really the big hurdle that I had to overcome was the belief that I was an idiot. Mm, I completely understand that myself. I can relate. I was actually diagnosed ADD as well, and they wanted to put me in special ed classes. Luckily, my mom just put me into a private school where there was only about 20 kids in each class, and we got really one-on-one attention, and that was able to help me kind of overcome that. So tell me, I mean, that's got to make a huge impact in your belief system, and that is what I call starting in negative 10 or negative 20 when your belief system at such a young age was, um, you know, what I call negative. And how in the world did you start to turn that around for yourself where you're at today? Wow. Well, you know, it, it actually started um, with uh, this teacher, right? Mm-hmm. See, when I, I actually was in a special ed class. And, you know, the teacher in the special ed class was really nice. And she made me feel like it was okay to be stupid, and, um, you know, and, and that wasn't really very helpful. Mm-hmm. But then when the school changed the rules, they said, I have to go to an algebra class. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, algebra. I mean, that's like math for smart kids. I can't do that. And that's where one teacher really made an impact. Hmm. And what was that? Well, essentially, okay. Um, I got an F in my first report card. Go figure, okay? I mean, I was a stupid kid. Everybody knew, and, and nobody was surprised, okay? But the teacher, this time, what he did was he sat down with me, and he said, Arthur, um, why don't you try to figure this out? And, and give me the answer to this simple algebra problem. He wrote a little algebra problem on the, on the, um, on the board. His name was Mr. Back. I still remember his very shiny bald head. And... Um, he comes up and, and, he, and, and I try to solve it, you know, because they tell you, oh, you should show your work. And that's where I always got messed up, you know, trying to show my work. Yeah. And he said, no, Arthur, just tell me the answer. I'm like, okay. And I gave him some answer. And he said, that's right. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, then he wrote another one and he said, okay, what's the answer here? And I said, this. And he said, yeah, that's right. He said, Arthur, okay, would you like some extra credit? I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. And he says, we're going to do a game every Friday, and I want you to volunteer because we're going to be doing the same thing, and I think you'd be good at this game. So Friday comes along, mm-hmm. and I volunteer, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm volunteering in front of all these other kids, so I'm scared out of my wits because, like, <laughs> you know, all these other people are, like, normal. I'm the idiot, right? <laughs> but it turns out that I'm really good at this game. And the thing is, I'm good at this game in front of a whole bunch of other kids. Mm. And suddenly, you know, I mean, after about three weeks or so, some of the kids come up and say, hey, Arthur, can you help me with my homework? I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, these people think I'm smart. But one day, this beautiful eighth grade girl, (laughs) Lynn Pachowski, came up and said, "Uh, Arthur, can you help me with my homework? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I learned to be smart. 
I mean, I didn't grow brain cells or anything. It's just that I had a different focus, a different perspective, and a total different destiny in mind for myself. I would like to say that you almost gave yourself permission in that moment to be smart. And I, I think it's almost like you gave yourself permission through the experience, that entire experience of having a girl give you that attention. And I think that's a huge element that I want to kind of move into, which is entrepreneurship and leadership. I believe leaders are not just born, they are created. They are given that belief system because they give themselves permission to be a leader. You know, some, some are just born. I know that for myself, I was always given the leadership position. I never understood why. Um, but it wasn't until I started giving myself permission to be the leader, to say, yeah, I'm going to be the leader. Yeah, I'll own that. Yes, I'll be fully responsible because I give myself permission to succeed. I give myself permission to lead. I give myself permission to be a, an entrepreneur. So I think it's really f- f- fascinating that, that in that particular story, because somewhere along the way, your brain shifted to say, hey, I'm smart. And I'm going to give myself permission to be smart and intelligent and go after what I want. So I kind of want to shift gears to your current academy because I just, I, I'm not only thrilled by it, but I think it's revolutionary, especially in today what we're doing in America with our kids. I'm not very, I'm not very, uh, I'm very passionate about going different, you know, inside of our education system. So I'd like for you just to kind of share your vision and then share exactly what actually this academy does. Sure, Heather. Um, first of all, I totally agree with you. I mean, the whole giving yourself permission. And, and you know, oftentimes, though, that's where a lot of kids kind of get a raw deal. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are super smart. I mean, they're really smart kids. But for some reason, I mean, maybe they don't get good grades or maybe, you know, the teacher is just boring or whatever. But the thing is that they're they, – they get stuck in this belief system mm-hmm. that they're not good enough because people are determined how smart you are is determined by your grades, by how well you do on tests, not by how smart you are. And at the academy, that is exactly what we are trying to do. It's, a, it's an IGCSE, internationally accredited high school. Okay, so they still get the whole high school international certification and you know all the legal stuff that everybody wants. Okay, right. but, but the thing is, though, that they're getting something very different, okay? Because first of all, um, let's just, I mean, if you actually think about how people learn, right. right? Heather, for example, can I ask you a question, all right? When you go out and, you know, you, yes. I mean, you're a successful entrepreneur. You've done all these different businesses. Now, when you start a business and you do all this stuff, do you suddenly, like, just focus on, like, one element of the business and that's how you learn the whole business, or do you work on all these different parts of the business and suddenly it all comes together? Absolutely. You, you can't be, I mean, you can be focused, but you have to be multi-stream focused, right? So it's like focusing on the business, but not one piece. You have to be able to be multifaceted when you're an entrepreneur. You have to be willing to look at all different pieces. You have to be willing to do all different pieces. Sometimes that's the HR. Sometimes that's being a janitor. Sometimes that's being the cook. Sometimes <laughs> that's being the, the graphic artist. I'm, and I'm not very good at graphic artists. I really suck at it. Graphic artist or HTML coder for just a little bit. I mean, 
in a perfect world, you start a business, you do nothing other than manage everybody else in a perfect world. But that's, it's not a perfect world, right? And um, I believe that you have to learn multifaceted because even if you're not going to be a coder, let's say in the business, I'm just throwing it out, that you still have to understand elements of the code and understand how to hire a good coder, you know, so that when you can hire the right person, you know you've hired a good person and you know that they're way smarter than you. You have to understand elements of it right yes. yeah that is that is exactly and and see that's the point right okay right now what is it what do the schools do oh you learn math oh you learn science you learn um history you learn english and they're all separate right so but that's not how we learn right when you're focusing on just one thing okay, your brain literally learns by creating connections the more connections you create the easier it is to learn and the more things that you kind of put together because okay, you learn faster when you're actually achieving something when you're trying to achieve something like in your business you learn things really quick especially when you make mistakes right yeah absolutely mistakes are awesome mistakes are awesome mistakes are yeah. awesome <laughs> and so this is what um, we basically do here. First of all, we don't have teachers, all right? Well, that's um, kind of cool and kind of not. I mean, we just talked about how much teachers influence us. So tell us more about that structure. All right, well, let me, let me ask you a question, okay? The teachers that, what do teachers really influence? The teachers that you remember that have had the most impact on your life, it's not about the academics, is no, it? No. It's about the inspiration, mm -hmm. not the academics. Mm -hmm. and, it was and about the, like the empowerment the empowerment of you can do it. I know for myself, my first grade teacher, because I was uh, the dumb one, I guess, in the class, they, I had to do uh, Bible verses. I had to, re, you know, <laughs> Bible verses that I still don't remember any of them. But anyway, um, I'm such a bad girl. Uh, but I had to remember, and it wasn't about the Bible. It was about the, you know, I had to memorize and I'm not mm -hmm. very good at that. So she was just so amazing with me and empowering me to learn how to memorize, you know? So I think it's, it's the empowerment, not the academics. I mean, in this case, it was the Bible. Didn't really matter what the thing was. Right, was right, about, right. You know, learning to memorize. And then I had to stand up in front of a classroom and, and say John 3.16 or whatever it was, right? So it's the empowerment of the kid, not necessarily the, the academics. Exactly. And that's the, and, and what we have, we don't have teachers because right now, quite honestly, I mean, if I want to learn the quadratic equation, I can go to Khan Academy. I can go to Wikipedia. I, I, I mean, there's literally thousands of places that I can go on Google right now and I can yeah. tell you and I can solve it for you. Okay. If I want to find out about history, everything is on the internet. If I want to uh, learn um, the molecular structure of uh, some, you know, shampoo, I could do that. Okay. Um, and I don't need a teacher. See, before the teachers, that's what they used to do. They used to study and study and study so they could teach other people. We don't need that anymore. No. Now we need people to inspire us, to bring us to higher levels, to make us understand our potential. And that's where we have coaches mm. instead of teachers. And see, the kids still need the academics, right? So essentially we have these hives and within the hives, we have wisdom teams. Each hive is basically um, within a certain interest group. So the kids within that hive have certain interests that are common. Okay. And, the, the, and, and then you got the wisdom teams, it's five kids. And each of them 
have a, a very specific structure and very specific objectives every week that they mm -hmm. have to meet. Um, but each of them is responsible for one portion of the curriculum. And the coaches, mm -hmm. their job is to help the kids to teach and coach the other kids. Oh, wow. That's really cool. So, so instead of having teachers of a subject, they have coaches of the hive. There you go. Like that? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. And now also, okay, let's just look at the concept of homework, right? You remember homework? I do remember homework. <laughs> I was not very good at it. Okay. Well, here's the thing, right? Again, remember, we've got these whole things where um, people give you math homework or they give you science homework. So let's just look at the idea of motivation yeah. and combining everything. So if instead of doing homework, okay, number one, you create this, um, you have everything that is kind of put together into a story, mm -hmm. okay? So you've got like maybe some science, some mathematics, uh, some history, uh, mm -hmm. and of course English because, you know, it's story, right? And you actually show examples and you show characters that are achieving things and how they're doing it through different processes or science or whatever and how they reference history or maybe they're in a time machine, who knows, whatever. But the thing is that it allow, if, what, if instead of every week you have to do homework, every week you have to do a portion of a chapter in a book that by the end of the school year, the kids will, of course, edit, which means they also are reviewing everything that they've learned and publish. So at the end of every school year, mm -hmm. each student will be a published author. Wow. That would have been nice back then. Are you going to be able to, are you going to put it on Amazon? Like you're really going to put it on? Like They're, they're really going to be, I mean, you go through create space. It. It's not a big deal. They're going to do yeah. it themselves. But think about it. You go to college. Oh, I've written three books already. It's like, what? Right. I mean, that's, I mean, no, seriously, that's huge. I would have loved to have my first book written by the time I was in high school. I'm sure it would not that be great, but at least it would have been written, you know, and I want to kind of share the story of uh, Suzanne Summers. We've all known her. She's a big brand, big name. She's written a ton of number one bestsellers and New York bestsellers. But if you go to Amazon and I encourage you to do this and you scroll back to all the way back to her very first book, her very first book was a book on poems like I don't you know she wrote a book on her on poems she liked I'm not kidding and the point is is that it was something you know what I mean it was a start whatever that start was for her I think it was during her acting career and she just wanted to put out a poem book and her next book book was something really kind of random as well and now she's a huge book she doesn't take those down though because those are part of her and I yes. think that if we all had a book when we were coming out of high school, how cool would that be? Like, oh, this is what I was going through in high school. You know, my book is out there and hopefully inspires other people. That's like, really, that's awesome. And, but wait, there's more. Okay? Oh, wait, there's more. Okay. Remember, okay, we learn by, okay, creating stories, connecting things. And we also learn by teaching so that students teach each other. But since they're teaching each other, and of course, we are in a social media world, okay, yeah. Um, we, they, each team, each wisdom team also has their own YouTube channel wow. they, and they teach the world. They have a show every week and we have studios specifically for this, for the hives. Okay. Yeah. 
where they actually will create their own show, brand it. And of course, you know, there's the whole competition between the hives and the teams on who gets the most views, likes, um, shares, and uh, comments. Oh my gosh. Well, that would have been nice to start your own YouTube video show when you're in high school. Can you imagine? I mean, we didn't have that back then, but um, that, that, <laughs> yeah. would been, that would have been super we, awesome. We had a big giant TV in a big giant box. <laughs> so something, I want to share something with you. So a friend of mine was sending me a job description that she's, she's looking at getting a job in. And I was going through it with her and helping her out. It's here in Austin, so she might be moving here. And I looked at the very bottom. It was a, it was a pretty big company, not huge like Visa, but, you know, they have about 300 employees. So it was nice to start a large company. At the very bottom of the job description, I found interesting, like a little sub hurt. It said, we have the right to look at all of your personal social media before we hire you kind of like thing. And I thought, Wow. That's interesting. You know what I mean? Like we, you and I, luckily, I mean, luckily, like I would, luckily I didn't have social media back then. It would have been interesting in college, I'm sure. So I, I think I'm luckily, like seriously, luckily um, we have a clean slate, but I think so many kids, you know, don't think that way, you know, and they just put things out there. Do you teach your kids about social media and the impact it could have on the rest of their lives? So what we're teaching is we're teaching branding. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I mean, basically, we're teaching branding, personal branding. Wow. We're teaching branding from a perspective of being able to stand in front of entire groups of other kids as well as business leaders and give presentations. Okay. We're, we're, we're teaching them how to be motivational. Um, we're giving them media training. I mean, we're talking about real practical things, negotiation um, and communication skills at their deepest. Mm. Wow. So can you imagine if I had created my brand like 20 years ago? That would be awesome. Wow. Right? Yeah. Right. But, but Heather, you can't be that old. That would have been like, you would have been like five years old or something, right? Stop it. (laughs) I do want to ask you a question though. And again, I want to share it with everybody. I want you to share real quickly the URL. People can go and check your um, academy out. Go ahead and share that. No. Oh, the, the, the website. Yes. Okay. It's uh, www. Kingsley, which is K-I-N-G-L, no, wait, wait, K-I-N-G, Kings, S-L-E-Y, okay, leadership.academy, kingsleyleadership.academy. Yeah, I love the name, kingsleyleadership.academy. So I want to ask you some questions, and this is a question I get all the time, so I want you to maybe share with people. What is the difference, especially in your academy, the difference between teachers and coaches and how are and who are the coaches? Are they literally professional coaches? Are they professional teachers? Like what actually, you know, give us a little bit of understanding of what that is. Cause that right. what you're doing for the education system is flipping this on its head and you're removing that old adage where the history teacher needs to be the history teacher and the history teacher can't be the math teacher. And I completely disagree with that. I think that the, the topic is the topic is the topic. And if you have a great coach, it doesn't matter what the topic is. That's why you see what I call a uh, very overweight um, and 
unathletic coaches on the side of NFL football, <laughs> right? And they're paid millions of dollars to coach the, you know, the the quarterback of the Eagles, right? How is that possible? It's because they have an ability to see things and to motivate and empower. So I wanted you to kind of give people listening, what is that distinction in your academy? All right. Well, I mean, first of all, the teacher will, you know, is, is a person that essentially has information and transfers that information. Yeah. Now, our coaches, okay, have teaching background, but all of them have also gone through uh, coaching certifications. And, and as you know, I am the founder of the Directive Communication Psychology, okay? So each of these coaches is also certified in Directive Communication Psychology, including, um, for example, Okay, one of the models within the directive communication psychology is colored brain. Okay. okay, so colored brain is basically how your brain genetically gets clarity. Right now, if you're going to learn something, or for that matter, if you're going to take action on something, or if you're going to um, create something or anything mm -hmm. that require, you know, mo most of these things require clarity. So the, the clarity getting process is called the ambiguity, the brain's ambiguity relief process, and it's a genetic function, okay? okay. So you can't change it. This is why sometimes in companies, um, people just end up not communicating properly or they get in conflict or people feel disrespected because, you know, somebody just doesn't understand this person's process compared to, you know, their own process. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's the same thing with learning, right? So sometimes, you know, you've got this teacher and they're like literally looking through colored glasses. And so they see, well, obviously this is the way that people should understand. This is the process. This is how you should get clarity. And when they have somebody different, they just don't understand and they just kind of mess them up. Okay. And, and, and managers, leaders do this all the time too, okay? Um, and so in the school, all of the teachers have the understanding of how and why people do what they do in groups. Because, you know, in groups, you're, you're in one group, you're different than another group. I mean, with one group of friends you probably are like total party girl, but there's probably another group of friends that you're probably kind of calm and relaxed and just chilling with, right? Right. I, well, I'm never party girl. <laughs> um, yeah, that's for another interview, right? No. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not very much a party girl personally, but yes, I do understand what you're saying. I think that in different environments, we become different things, right? If I walk exactly. into a boardroom, I'm going to act differently than I'm walking into a cocktail uh, bar with my friends, right? It's going to be a very different environment. Is that kind of what you're referring to? Exactly. And, and, and the thing is, you're not doing it on purpose, no. right? So what we're doing with, this, with the teams is we are purpose, because this is all predictable. We can, you know, using DC psychology or directive communication psychology, we can predict how a team will perform. Mm. Okay. So we are, our selection process for these kids and, and, and the teams that they're in is very specific. So we're creating teams that will perform better together. And the coaches, of course, need to know how all that works because their job is to coach individuals within the teams, which means they understand the environment that those kids are in. Got it. Okay, great. I love that. That's really awesome. So 
one thing I love what you're doing, I'm going to wrap it up here in a second. I love what you're doing is you're really taking that teacher model, the history, like I said, the history teacher has to know the history and the physical ed, music to the physical ed, it completely out of the equation. I just love that. And then you don't really not always know the topic. I know for myself, I have been with coaches. I've always had a coach almost the last 15, 20 years of my life. And half the time, the coaches I have, they don't understand necessarily the technology that I deal with in my business every day. And it doesn't matter. They don't need to know it because what they do is they're dealing with my motivation. They're dealing with my psychology. They're dealing with, you know, whatever I need, they need to deal with to make sure I'm on track and asking me the right questions. They're not going to go out and, and do the technology. They don't have to know that. That's a, that's a more of a teacher. Like you said, a mentor. Then I would go to other mentors to learn the technology or learn the software or learn the strategy, right? They, my coach, my personal coach never had to actually know that. So right. I think that's great what you're, you're kind of doing. So let's just kind of wrap it at one. Still where, let's repeat the URL where people can find you. But also, can anybody apply? Do they have to be in a certain country? You're not in the United States. You're not talking in the United States. So we, we know, how does that work? Who can okay, apply the to first, The first one is in Malaysia. And the reason we chose Malaysia, because the biggest markets are coming up in Asia. And Malaysia is the closest that you're gonna to get to the Western world with a completely open gateway to all of Asia. And it's diverse enough, so you're gonna get um, multicultural uh, experiences. And of course, it's, you know, it also has its ties to the Middle East, which you know, are, is also another huge market. And a lot of the people that are coming to this school are, are, are kids of business people who want to take their businesses globally and internationally. So um, the, uh, the school itself uh, is a boarding school, and um, it's located in Kuala Lumpur. Oh, wow. Okay. Can anybody apply? Can it's someone, someone listening who's in the States? Yes. Can anybody they... can apply, but okay. Well, here's, 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 here's a little bit of thing. Okay. It doesn't matter what grades you have. You get straight F's, you get straight A's. Doesn't matter. Okay. Oh, um, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> but we do have a very specific criteria. So there is a questionnaire that people have to go through. So there is, there does have to be some, fundamental leadership potential there yeah. okay yeah. or at least the potential that where we can bring out certain you know that leadership ability uh so that's some, that's basically what we look for and then we, we even are offering scholarships because you know this is our first year so to some to, to the people that are going to be you know i mean because you know if we can say you know seven uh years from now uh the next mark zuckerberg graduated from our high school you know, that's, that's a big thing, right? That's a big thing. Yeah, that's a big deal. So I we want to make sh so we're, so we're giving scholarships to some of these people that we know are going to be super successful if they join our, our school. That's awesome. Well, I love the fact that it's a boarding school. I actually love the fact that it's outside the United States because it, it, if people do send their kid there who live in the States, it helps them get out of um, this environment. I think the United States specifically is a little bit of a bubble. And I always tell kids yeah, whenever yeah. I do meet them, if they're in high school and they ever ask me, sometimes they don't. And I always tell them wherever you want to go to college, do it at least two states away. Like if you grew up in Texas, go to New York or go to Florida, like get out of the state you're in, get away from your environment as much as you possibly can. And I think it just throws people out of the loop, you know, because if you live in, grew up in Texas, it's different than, than the Northwest. If you're in the Northwest, 
promise you come to Texas, you're like, what's all this? Like, it's just very different in, in, Absolutely. in kind of pulling yourself out of the bubble. And then if you take it to, to Malaysia and Asia for the United States, it's a whole nother life. And I think it really kind of creates a different culture. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. All right, Arthur, share people where you want them to go to check you out. Kingsleyleadership.academy. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. And please check out Arthur at Kingsley. Uh, oh my gosh. Kingsleyleadership.academy. I stared right at the camera. Right. Or you can even just look me up, Arthur Carmazzi in Google. And you know, there's a lot of stuff on me there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Arthur, for being here. You can check us out. Again, this is Heather Havenwood, The Win. You can check us out at Roku, iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, a bunch of other places. All right, Arthur, thank you so much for your time. I wish you all the best. Again, this is And Heather thank Havenwood. you, Heather. You are so awesome. Oh, oh well, please. Please feel free to keep saying yeah. that. I just, I'll just keep that rolling while we go there. But thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. All right, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat that will not go away no matter how hard you diet or exercise? I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy SEAL of probiotics, is now available at Energy with heather.com look tens of thousands of real people including myself has used p3om to manage constipation bloating gas acid reflux abdominal pain and much more look as you'll learn when you go to energy with heather.com p3om uses unique and patent strand that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut so your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com. That's energywithheather.com. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.